This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Nate Williams and Thomas Laird in studio with us with the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department. Right now the time, 816. How are you? Hey, good, Scott. How are you? I, I, I got to say I'm disappointed, though. Good. Good. For what? <laughs> yeah, so remember last time we were here? Yeah. You played a song, our bumper music, to in, for the intro. That's right. And you said it would be the way this... And I was going to test you, but maybe coming back out of a break, we can play the music. Yeah, so. yeah. I forgot all about that. It's you know, okay. I really feel bad now. No, we just... I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> it's good to be here, man. Thanks, uh, yeah. as always, for letting us come and hang out for a little bit. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. uh, the least are, I could do. <laughs> always good to talk parks. Yeah. So the parks this time of year, I, I mean, we're summer's like almost here. They're booming. Literally and, right uh, around the corner. Booming. If you, I think today it's supposed to be 84 degrees. Is it really? Yeah. So nice. Uh, you'll see outside, man. It's at the parks. What's really interesting to see is uh, a lot of people in Murfreesboro. As Murfreesboro is growing, I think have discovered whatever the niche is that they like to do. Uh, that are hmm. some of our passive park spaces. So. If you go out on a day like this this evening, you'll see a lot of people who weren't hiking, uh, now hiking at Barfield, weren't you know using the Greenway on a regular basis, walking on the Greenway with their families and stuff like that, mountain biking. Uh, and the cool thing to see is just people out in our open spaces, uh, Barfield at Old Fort. You know, all of our playgrounds are open for for all intents and purposes. Everything that we have is open and relatively back to normal. How many people uh, you know head down to like the river? in the parks you know you got barfield park we got the river there of course you have the greenway but how many people actually get in the river do you do a lot of people yeah so a lot of people and i think we lead a lot of, a lot of programs through a wilderness station where uh, they'll take them down to the river and look and find uh, all the different critters and stuff like that that you can find and it's it's really uh, a cool thing we've got great waterways you know in yeah. murfreesboro and i think once you start discovering all the fishing opportunities the the boating and i think that's a good thing that we start pushing this time of year uh, is that we do a lot of, of kayak, kayaking trips for beginners for families and i'd encourage anybody to go to murfreesboroparks.com if there's anything that's outdoor related that you're interested in uh, there's a great chance that we offer a program you know our whole goal really is to help people discover passions so we want to open the doors in a lot of different ways from athletics to wellness to aquatics uh, outdoor uh, theater anything you can think of we want to expose people to that uh, different passion area a lot of of cool things to do you know the the new uh, connection from Barfield Park to Thompson is it Trailhead the uh, Case and Lane Trailhead mm-hmm. that that new piece there are several places there along where uh, families or, or kids are able to get in the river and and what we I guess when we were a little caught at a swimming hole there's several <laughs> swimming holes along that trail there and you see people when it gets warm weather you see them enjoying a river like that you know there, there's so many cool places to swim in Murfreesboro you know they're like knee deep you know just perfect right. for kids yeah I think the the caution that we always throw out this time of year especially uh, any type of rain event that we have uh, really changes what this river looks like in Murfreesboro dramatically so uh, something that look can look passive and safe can become pretty dangerous in, a, in an instant so uh, we'd always encourage you to do the research before you go out there but there's plenty of places to even just get ankle deep knee deep and uh, play around i think if you go down the greenway you'll see a lot of you know people and you'll you'll find those 
spaces pretty easily. And also, like you said, Barfield Crescent Park, if you go to the uh, backcountry uh, campground mm-hmm. and walk the trails, you can mm-hmm. always find uh, the river, and that's a great place, and you can always find a ton of people back there. But what do people say about snakes in the water? Because you, you always have that fear of, you know, if I get in the water, am I going to get bit? Okay, so this is this is the truth, okay? Okay. Typically, uh, that we, some music yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to talk really low and tell you, uh, people see a lot of snakes, especially this time of year, and they're typically just water snakes. Uh, I'd say 99.9% of the time you see a snake close to any body of water, it's going to be a water snake. And they look a lot like uh, what people would call cotton mouths. Uh, but they are not because we don't have any of those in Rutherford County. So no boa constrictors or anything. No like boa that. constrictors, no, no, no pythons. No so uh, any any venomous species of snakes that we have in Rutherford County, uh, there's a great chance you wouldn't see them. You know, uh, we have rattlesnakes and copperheads, but most of the time you'll see king snakes, you'll see uh, rat snakes uh, most of the time, and then the water snakes. So the water snakes have white underneath their their mm. uh, mouth. So a lot of people see that and say it's a cotton mouth, and it's just not. So they have kind of a rounded head. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I, th- I would encourage people to go and see them because Don't you can see them, them at Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes they can be a little bit grumpy, but you can go out to like Murphy Springs uh, and you can see a lot of those water snakes and see kind of huh. where they live, uh, Barfield, Crescent Park, or anywhere on the river. We were at the river one time uh, when my kids were really small. My daughter, she was maybe two, uh, and we were just wading around, and it was this time of year, so evidently the, sta- the snakes had been spawning, uh, the babies had been born. And she turned to me, and she had one in each hand, and then just wiggling. <laughs> she thought nothing about it. Wow. Would, would she do that now? No. <laughs> She's 16 now, and uh, you're not going to get her close to a snake. When you say spawning snakes, I just think of some horrible movie, and there's, like, snakes everywhere. And, and that's what it felt like. Really? It was yeah. it was really unique event. I mean, it, it was snakes throughout the water, just a little Man. baby snake. So. They, they move on from that pretty quickly. Right. It, it just, we caught it the right day, the yeah. right time. That's why. I, and I would guess people's dogs are more likely to get bit by the snakes because you see a lot of people bring their dogs to the river, right. and man, dogs will go right up to them. But and the, the water snakes them. are so non aggressive and, and they're not venomous. And really, the poisonous snakes we have, they're so shy. Mm-hmm. I actually walked across a, a little timber rattler at Barfield the other day, and I just got a quick glimpse. And he was gone. He'd let you know he was there with his rattle, huh. and and then he's gone. That's, that's kind of – I've never walked up on a rattlesnake. Not that I want to, but it'd so be interesting. You're, you're familiar with the Barfield area. Yeah. Um, have you seen any rattlesnakes around your house? Never. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. People think that they're crawling. You know, we just uh, moved uh, my wife and kids and I and, and thought we'd see a lot of them. Haven't seen them. They're, the snakes are typically very shy. So hmm. I would say if you see one, it's a great opportunity to look at them, take a picture of them. Uh, and there's different places on Facebook you can post to if you don't have an identification or call our wilderness station. Uh, Eric Fan is uh, one of our uh, programmers for Outdoor Murfreesboro, and he's uh, he's our snake guru. He's, uh, he do, knows a lot about them. Do a lot of people take pictures in Barfield Park and bring them to you and yeah. say, look what I found here? That, that oh. happens daily. Uh, oh. Usually at, at the wilderness station, they'll come down there, and most times it's a rat snake is, uh, yeah. I think, the typical uh, the typical snake that's seen. Now we've got a list of hard-hitting questions yeah. that people wanted to ask you. Thanks. That, you know, haven't <laughs> asked you yet. But one, we, we, and I'm sure you've heard this rumor before too. Something about how, I guess, pre World War II or right around that era, they tested tanks in the Barfield Park area. I don't know whose land it was back then, but supposedly that all the way over to Tiger Hill. You got me on that one. 
I, so I have no, no, no answer on that. I have no answer to that. So I've never seen a tank. I can say definitively, I've never seen any tank or tracks or anything like that. I know there was a significant fighting position in that area. Uh, is it Marshall Knob? Uh, D- during the, the Civil War, I guess. Yeah. yeah I, I, but there's not a lot that's known about actually, you know, what it was. Right. They think it's an advantageous place for somebody, and there's some uh, relics that have been found up there that are really hmm. interesting. But I don't think the the story is fully told of what's what's happened out there. I, I'd be. But curious I've never heard of war. tanks. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is well, that something that's been uh, talked about for years and years? I, I've heard that for years and years. Yeah. I've heard different people talk about tanks. Somehow it was a, a training maneuver or something out there, and and. I wouldn't doubt it. It's really interesting. I like seeing the old pictures of the square, you know, and, yeah. and some of the World War II, uh, you know, uh, things that would come through. I think we had a submarine come through town at one point. And I that's think we've hard had to operate a submarine on, on, on the square. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult. That was the last hundred year flood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, the pic, the old pictures of the town square and stuff. And I don't know oh, what picture awesome. you're talking about yeah. there with the submarine being towed around the square it is interesting and i wonder why today in today's times they don't do stuff like that because that would be kind of cool i don't know i think you know society's changed i think uh that was kind of more of a small town feel murfreesboro has grown i still think murfreesboro keeps that small town that's what makes murfreesboro unique outside of the park system you know it's it's a growing town with uh with 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 still kind of a small town feel and i hope we can keep that as we continue to responsibly grow uh, and and develop over the coming years this day and age with the internet and the phones and and everything that's right there in front of us i don't know how much attention a, a submarine being towed through town would bring <laughs> i it, it'd bring me out it would bring me out too I, w- I would be there in a second you don't see that every day yeah there's a nuclear power submarine coming through murphy's breath but th- there are uh, lots of interesting old photos of it stuff is. like that that uh and you know years ago back in the 40s and stuff did murphy's bro have parks yeah, it was very primitive. Uh, I think that's in in the 40s and 50s when we really technically started a parks department. We experienced uh, significant growth with uh, Dennis Rainier mm-hmm. uh, after Mr. Duffy uh, came in, and Mr. Duffy really kind of set the standard for what, what it could be and started establishing some of these uh, smaller athletic facilities and then mm-hmm. kind of passed the torch to Dennis Rainier, who was our longtime director of over 30 years. And I think the city saw significant growth and value in the park system. And I think that uh, has led us to where we are now is that we have, you know, a council and a city administration that understands the need for a, a really robust park system. And we've been the beneficiary of that because we're still continually uh, coming up with new parks, park ideas, uh, uh, different things, like I said earlier, to come up with, with areas that we can help people discover different types of passion. So uh, that legacy, I think, really, you know, in my mind, uh, that Dennis, uh, after Mr. Duffy really set in motion has continued to this day. And I think our community really benefits from that today because now we have, you know, 1,500 acres of park space. Uh, we're constantly looking at new ideas. We're, you know, renovating the Siegel Park right now. Uh, we've worked this partnership out with the Tennessee State Soccer Association, you know, things like that, that we're thinking on the front end to be able to make our, our park system more and more robust. It's a, it's a great opportunity. And this morning we're talking about Murfreesboro Parks and Rec, in case somebody just tuned in. But yeah. I understand you're bringing 
truckloads of sand from Florida into Murfreesboro and then <laughs> dropping them off at Barfield Park soon. We, you know, it's it, it is the beach party, and I, the man to talk about it is the man who started it, and he's uh, Mr. Thomas Laird. But, but you really are bringing sand in, right? We we are bringing sand in. It's not all the way from Florida. No. It's more like Eagleville Mountain. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they do bring in. It's called the Cumberland Mountain Sand. It's equivalent to uh, a lot of your Atlantic Coast beaches. Uh, but they, it's four truckloads, and there's, what that's 88 tons of sand uh, that they'll put in the parking lot there at Barfield. Uh, a lot of kids have not been to the beach it's a it's kind of off for them especially the younger kids it's a a good opportunity to come out build sandcastles they do tons of games uh, the limbo hula hooping Uh, we have a dj that's there so it's a if you've never been to this event it's uh i mean we've been doing it 15 20 years uh it's just a good time to come out and and enjoy a a good friday night in the park you know it, it's a lot of fun too because uh, the kids come out they build sand castles we have competitions that type of stuff but one of the cool things is it's not like we just bring the sand in we do this and then get rid of it this is sand I think Thomas the idea was you know we've got a big mountain of sand that we use for our ball fields or our other mm. athletic facilities let's use it before we actually yeah. just spread it on the field so it's right. just using it twice uh, and it's uh, it's fun to see those kids play uh, at a beach party yeah I, yeah I never knew what happened to the sand I, I just right. knew that it disappeared at some point yeah this the time of year we'll start corn and and doing uh, a lot of uh, work on our athletic fields and and obviously we top dress with sand to kind of level holes and things so they'll use that sand throughout the summer uh, while they're doing those cultural practices so and that that date is may 7th that's what I was about to ask. so yeah may 7th, may 7th and it's uh, 5 p.m to 7 p.m like i said we'll have music uh, bring your own lawn chair come hang out uh, and be prepared to get a little sandy uh, so be able to shake out your shoes and stuff like that but just like most of our programs uh, it's free and open to the public just to come out and enjoy and that's at barfield park right there mm-hmm. behind the ball fields i that's guess it. in the yep. parking lot and, and is it the whole parking lot that becomes uh, it's, the desert? It's about or? a third of the parking lot that we use for the desert or for the beach, and then the other we actually use for parking cars. So. Pretty, pretty cool though. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a really fun event. So May seventh, particularly uh, young children, they they just. Enjoy but you can it. come, Scott. Yes, yes. It's not just for young children. Come build out. a sandcastle. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's the best sandcastle building sand. You know, it, it's it, to me it's surprising when you learn that. You know, so-and-so's never seen the ocean, never seen the beach, but that is something that's quite normal these days. You have both parents working. They're not able to take a vacation. So, yeah, a lot of kids have never seen the beach. So what we're able to do is we work with uh, maybe some of our uh, community centers around town. We we bring in, you know, uh, kids that we work with on a daily basis. We bring them in, give them that experience. But like you said, it's really interesting. I've got a niece who didn't see uh, the beach until she was 11 years old. And be able to witness that, that's really interesting because they vacation in other places, you know. So uh, this is a really unique experience. We have Tam Clark, our DJ, who comes out and provides just great entertainment. If you don't like the the sand, just come. The music. Just enjoy the music. (laughs) But bring lawn chairs, beach chairs, all that stuff. Okay. And we we have some sand toys, but you're welcome to bring your sand toys if you want to get practiced up for the summer uh, for your next beach trip or uh, just come enjoy it. (laughs) practice a beach vacation before you actually go on it there you go it's a good way to do it you know get get your training in some of those dads are going to shovel how do you get the sand off the kids get them in the car without getting it everywhere (laughs) that's good practice i I picture the uh the john candy 
where he walks down to the beach, you know, and he's carrying everything, the lawn chair, the umbrella. Dads could practice that in the sand. I tell you. That's me. That's, that's a good work. Thomas has two kids. I've got three kids. We're right in the thick of carrying my, all My family stuff. goes to uh, Sunset Beach in North Carolina every year, and that's me. Every morning I'm taking a tent down with a bucket of steaks and – setting up for the day and you're like there why once you get there it's like why why did i bring all this stuff you know (laughs) well i know why they brought me yeah (laughs) you know i think scott like this time of year compared to last year um it's really exciting for us you know because we were in the process a year ago adapting everything that we're doing to trying to figure out what programs we could offer in safe ways and we're still really have a very focused uh effort on making all of our programs and facilities safe you know distancing people giving the people the opportunity uh to you know exercise in their own way that would make them comfortable but you know last year we were canceling all these types of things mm-hmm. you know uh, movies under stars you know um, the barfield beach party um, all of these activities we had to really cancel or kind of manipulate and move so we're excited this year i think we're we're bringing back and i think there's more of a uh, a desire and just a, a thirst to have these types of programs and events back so that barfield beach party that was not held last year I guess. right that was yeah so most of these first things year and uh, i think 2001 was the first year or 2000 and maybe it's 2003 was the first year we did it so i think that's it pretty cool stuff and then you know you also have another big day coming up and that's world turtle day, oh, what, day. What, what does this mean this for murfreesboro huge world turtle day in murfreesboro so I, that's turtles converge on murfreesboro on that day they you know? do they they come in from all over it's lots uh, of turtles it's like bonnaroo for the turtles they just wow. come in and i'm just joking <laughs> but so that's a, a day that we can teach people we have tons of different species of turtles that live here in murfreesboro i, sh- I say tons i should say a few and, and they're really uh, this time of year is the time you get to see them when they're out in the woods or just basically uh, you can see them on the street a lot of times so uh, there's a great interest in it and that's saturday may 22nd and this is led by our outdoor murfreesboro uh, team so it's 3 p.m to 5 p.m so today we'll have tons of activities a lot of education opportunities um, have lots of live reptiles out there snakes turtles and it's a it's an opportunity uh, to come listen to some experts and it's really kid friendly you can come as a family and um and really just learn about what we have because it's so interesting and fascinating to see how turtles move and what they mean to our ecosystem here in murfreesboro you know i've seen some pretty big snapping turtles in the stones river and i mean you know at least a foot in diameter some big ones yeah um and that's not quite uncommon i mean they're out there they are out there yeah so uh, are they mean leave them alone been snapped by one but you know they're not overly aggressive so they're not going to come after you uh but you certainly don't want to try to pick them up (laughs) but i think they're they're they really make our like i said part of our ecosystem vibrant you know when what they do for ponds and stuff like that and then you see the other ones and you, you learn, you know, I think a lot of kids want to take one and see a little turtle, mm-hmm. catch it on the street, and they want to keep it as a pet. And that's just the worst thing you can do, I think. Salmonella is what I always hear. Well, in some states it's even illegal to, to have pets. I thought, I thought it was here. It is. And I think that's what we can teach people, you know, it, what's best for the turtle and how they breed and how, the, you know, how their, their life cycle goes and what that means to other animals and plants in our system. So it's a great opportunity, like I said, on May 22nd, and it's completely free to come out to – um, the Wilderness Station at um, on May 22nd from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. You know, the way I... And you will be entertained, I promise. The, the way I look at the turtle thing, you know, not bringing them home, it's kind of like when you see a kid out playing, you, you don't want to take that kid home. <laughs> yeah, correct. So you just want to point them in the right direction yeah, of getting don't, home. Don't take That's what we want to do home, with turtles. You know? so. it makes sense. And this is, if you're not entertained by this, this is uh, just like the Barfield um, Beach Party. It's a money-back guarantee. Oh, 
Yeah, really. It's completely it's, free, but you will you'll enjoy it. If you're not happy, we'll give you all your money back. <laughs> and, you know, that leads up to the weekend before a big event here in Murfreesboro. It's Spring Fling. Uh, and we always like to give your listeners warning or advance notice of Spring Fling. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the Olympic-style athletic event for, for Tennessee Sec- Secondary School Athletic Association. Uh, it's all of their spring sports championships. So uh, in most divisions, they'll play a quarterfinal and a semifinal and their finals here in Murfreesboro that week. Uh, and that's the week of May. Uh, I believe it starts the 25th and goes through uh, through the week there. Well, I've got a trivia question for either one of you. How many other states have a spring fling type event for high school athletes? I think we're the only one, aren't we? Yeah, you got it. Man, that, that's good. I was, I was hoping you'd give me a number or something. That's, that's, that, that's confidence right there. That's, that's good. No, it, it, this is something we love having in Murfreesboro. We love hosting. Uh, our staff works really hard and partners with the chamber to make this, you know, a, just a premier experience for the athletes and the families that come into town. So. And it brings in like $3 million to our local right, economy. Right, $3.5 million economic impact. You know, it, it's a, uh, I like to call a flagship event in, in that – because the state tournament is being held here, we draw tournaments all the year long uh, in different athletic events uh, simply because they want to host those events where the state tournament is held. Uh, in parks, we host the tennis at our tennis facility. We host the uh, girls' softball mm-hmm. uh, and then also all of the soccer. Uh, so, I mean, of the five sports that are being played we're hosting three of those entirely at, at Park, murfreesboro parks and recreation sites uh and but you know the thing i always tell people about what makes spring fling special and what i get the feedback from the people that attend it's the hospitality that they receive when they come to town the restaurants have their signs up welcoming people uh and it's just murfreesboro in general has embraced this event so when when folks come in from out of town they feel welcome uh, and it makes them want to come back. And, and that's a lot of what's allowed us to host this event over and over since 2006. Pretty cool uh, stuff. And, and it is great for the community for sure. Uh, the hotels stay totally booked up usually during that week. But, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. This morning we're talking about Parks and Rec, and I'm going to take a break. You know, I'm, I'm just going to pause right here, yeah. play some commercials. And uh, we'll be back in a second. Right now, the time, 8.37. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. Don't let fleas get the jump on your pet. Stop by Animal City for premium flea and tick protection to keep your pet safe. Here at Animal City, we are longtime pet lovers and pet keepers. We also carry a variety of hard-to-find products for your specialty pets. Come see us and let our 30 years worth of experience be helpful for you. You can find Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County. 
but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. A salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. I saw a lot of stuff. I spent 10 years first in the Navy, so I saw it from a Navy side, and then I spent my last 10 years in the National Guard. But we did see a lot off the coast of Iraq during Desert Storm 1, and yeah, we did see a lot. After a career in the military, Ron Leonard decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. He started working with Canines Through Christ. We thought this was a cool thing, so we started training our dog, Molly, and Molly now is a therapy dog to comfort wounded warriors and those that suffer with PTSD. We're bringing these troops home and they are suffering, and then we also deal with TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. We have a lot of these people that have been so much around war that it's affected the basically the chemical elements in their brain, and they are struggling with that. Or finding yourself under false guilt, why did my buddy die and I didn't? We have one guy that came back that was stage four PTS, which he was suicidal. Once he got a therapy dog, within six months, he was completely off his meds because that dog helped him so much. Leonard, who served in the Navy and later retired from the Army, decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. What we do is these dogs are trained and they are trained for a 12 week period, just like a police dog would be trained. And then we give them free to the vet, not a cost to the vet whatsoever. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Hi, I'm Dr. O, and I welcome you to meet our compassionate team at Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come check out our new patient special. We're located just off of I-24 on Amaville Road. Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come fill the Amaville Farms difference. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Broadcasting from the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. (laughs) FM 100.5, FM 101.9, and AM 1450. 
1450 and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Wow. That, that's more like it. See? Yeah, I feel like Don't you? I, I feel, I feel like exciting. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Parks and Rec theme right there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's we've good. got our own theme song. It's Parks and Recreation. You know, every industry, they've got conventions that are held every year. Do Parks and Rec departments oh. have, like, annual conventions? Yeah, so Absolutely. we've got the – we're part of this Tennessee State Parks Association, Tennessee Recreation and Parks Association. Uh, we're heavily involved. Tennis, uh, Thomas served as the uh, president of that uh, the year before last. Uh, so we uh, it's it's a good association where we uh, kind of work with our other uh, agencies across the state and uh, we learn a lot and we're also part of the National Recreation and Parks Association we have a conference once a year where we gather and share ideas and learn so when you go to those events we have are, fun. do they so you don't have some departments who like take it way serious well we do just, we do we have some that have meetings in the morning and they point to which classes they're going to and then others and, you know it's a but in general, it's it's like any other profession. We get all of our professionals together. Some of our events may be a little more unique. They may have uh, a DJ and doing games with the crowd and, and things that you would typically do during a special event for parks and recreation uh, as opposed to, you know, more of the stuffy banquet-style events yeah. that you have at conferences. But uh, we've got a really, really good state association uh, and everybody works together. So if I have a problem, I can call Smyrna or I can call uh, Gatlinburg, Knoxville. Uh, I think the entire state works really well together, and there are very few barriers due to the, to the professional organization. You know, I think what we benefit mostly from these associations is the business side of what we do, some of the financial uh, management, uh, some just general management principles that you apply. You know, you look at Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. Uh, at our peak, we're 325, you know, individuals that work. We Thomas and I get to work with that are on our team. So uh, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of uh, training that goes in. You know, our you know goal is we want to build more leaders within our department, and um, uh, that I think that helps us flourish. So it's it's a great opportunity. I'm I'm eating a mint right now. Um, I hope you guys are okay over there. Would y'all like some? <laughs> I'm good right now. Thank you. Uh, we have like a huge list of questions here, um, and I don't know if it was the leadership talk that mm-hmm. brought up all the questions or what, but one person is asking, are there many caves in Murfreesboro Parks? It's longer. Wait, wait. Yeah. I guess the most important is Black Cat Cave across from the VA. Are there still historical studies being done there? Will this historic site ever be open to the public? Yes, yeah, so um, Black Cat Cave is part of the park system. Um, it, it's something that uh, we've learned a lot more in, in about in the past 10 years, and we partner with uh, MTSU, their archaeology and anthropology department, uh, and also with the state archaeologist uh, with some of the, the findings and some of the things that we've learned back there. So, um, yeah, so it, it is open for the public to go down and view in, uh, but we do have it uh, blocked off now. Uh, we do have... Uh, gating uh, so people can't go in you know first off there is some sensitive uh, you know items that we found uh, that are buried in there so uh, we want to protect those uh, but also uh, you know it's not inherently safe so people who don't know what they're doing it's not a great opportunity for them to go out and you know just try caving when there's a waterway underneath it so uh, you can get all the way back I've been in Black Cat Cave and you go back and there's an underground stream that runs through there uh, and it's really interesting. But, yeah, people can go view it. There's a way to get down there. It's uh, right across from the VA golf course. 
Um, is there a place to park down there? Because you can park wasn't in the past. You no, you can park on the road. Okay. Um, it, it, pull off. You can see that the, there's kind of, I guess, a turnaround. Yeah, pull a, a pull through. So you're not actually parking on 231. You're going to turn either before or after the cave. Uh, and there's a, a street just kind of makes a dip into there. Okay. Uh, you want to go for the next one here? Sure. sure. We're on a roll. Yeah. Uh, what plans call to connect the Greenway in Walter Hill with the Thompson Lane Trailhead? Yeah, so that's something that we're actively working on. You know, we have the North Murfreesboro Trail, which goes from Central Valley uh, to Walter Hill, and that's a great section of trail. We're working right now to add two more miles heading towards Smyrna uh, on that trail as well. So um, when we look back, uh, we're looking at different connectors to be able to get Thompson Lane uh, via a a couple of different routes uh, all the way to Walter Hill. So uh, there will be some different multi- it's not going to be traditional greenway but the way it's going to be is multi-use paths that go through where it's still separated from the road but those plans are still in action we don't have a timeline on those yet uh here's another one it, well this is more of a statement it says we need more softball and baseball fields we are actively working on that uh i know uh, been talking about a west park and a part of uh, western portion of town uh, that's one of our number one items on needs in terms of athletic facilities when we are engaging uh, folks about new parks and and what this new park looks like so uh, i'll let nate go ahead tell a little bit more about where we're getting to there but that's definitely baseball softball is certainly on our radar Nate Williams now has a microphone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's been talked a lot uh, recently about the the West Park or a Blackman Park, and you know we have a couple of different properties out there that we're evaluating to see what makes sense. We want to make sure we're doing using those properties for the highest and best use. So um, we're look. We have a Veterans and Burnt Knob as a park uh, area that we might be doing some business development on on top of uh, some type of community park, and we also have another 160 acres on Highway 96. And we're just really right now in the planning process to figure out what makes the most sense. But when it comes to athletic facilities, we know we need some pavilions, playgrounds, uh, more trails. Uh, But we talk about some of the athletic venues we need. It's softball, baseball uh, complexes that we really are honing in on. Now, I I guess all the talk lately, the the public forums, all that has been about the Blackman Area Park, what was going to be the park, Mm -hmm. I guess, and all that. Right. Um, But now you're saying there's also other land out yeah, there. Yeah, so that's where that's where kind of the misunderstanding sometimes uh, we haven't done a great job communicating the opportunities that we have. So there's 120 acres at Veterans and Burnt Knob that we're still master planning. Uh, we have a firm that's helping us design what might be the best uh, use for that property. You know, you've got a corridor right off of 840. We don't know if that's the best place to put a park, but we know that we're going to use an ample amount of that property to put some type of park element. So we're looking into that right now and figuring out the best timing and the best part of that park. And there's a lot that goes into that. You know, you have a whole civil package of drainage and uh, irrigation, all of the types of things that we need and what elements that we want to put there in combination of having more properties. So we're looking at what might be the best use. So some of the things that we were talking about for that property uh, might go better on the Highway 96 property. And we're still in that process of just really working through what elements go best where. So there's one property that's right there at, I guess, Veterans and 840. Mm-hmm. And then there's another property on 96 yes, at yeah. Burnt Knob Road? 
Uh, no, or, or no, right. so Veterans and Burnt Knob, and then down okay. 96, uh, right past the Royal Glen uh, subdivision. Okay, so there's two totally separate properties yep. out there. Yep. In the Blackman area. Maybe a little park in this one and a big park in this one. And I we don't know. know. You know, a little park is relative. <laughs> if we can, you know, navigate and work a, a trail system throughout, um, I, I think the, the message that we're sending out is that we're still looking. But there's no definitive plan. You know, once it's zoned commercial highway and park park, we can still put park elements on commercial highway. So... Um, there's a lot of opportunities for us, and I think we have uh, been given the task of figuring out, you know, in combination with many other city departments, what makes the most sense for these properties. In the meantime, we're looking at park elements that really are needed on that side of town. You know what would be cool? What's that? If you had a willow window <laughs> at each park, <laughs> and, you know, people could drive by and well, look into the window. I was looking at this window. Is that a that, willow that's, window? Yeah. So, so we're Very in clear. the Willow Window Broadcast Center right now. But imagine having a Willow Window Park. Maybe a window you know, window park. if it's as nice as this window, uh, sign me up. We'll, we'll look well, and see what we can do. Willow Window makes your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that, yeah. but I've learned when I come up here. I mean. The studio now is just bright, it's and that's a what I like window about studio. it. Yeah. yeah, online at willowwindow.pro. Yeah. So anyway, we could have a willow window at each park. But moving on past that, what else is going on? Because I, I have a note here about the Blue Cross Blue Shield Playground, and yeah. you know I drove past that. It, it looks like it's pretty much under construction, big time. Yeah. I mean, so we've got that graded. Uh, embarrassing story. Um, yesterday, my kids were out of school. They had to do some homeschool stuff uh, because of testing and how county schools are doing that. And uh, my office is at Barfield Crescent Park, and my wife showed up with my three kids, excited to go play on the playground, and I was like. <laughs> Honey, that playground's not there right now, so I didn't do a good job communicating that, but we're excited. We're so excited. The pavilions one and two, where we had our big playground, uh, that's been removed. Uh, it's graded now. We, oh, so uh, they, they removed one the of the... Old, uh, Oh, just the, they removed the playground, not yes. not one of the yeah, sorry. Uh, pavilions. I was okay. just I was using so uh, trying to give you a perspective, gotcha. but we're we're partnering uh, with and fortunate to receive a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar grant uh, that's fully funded from Blue Cross Blue Shield to build just an awesome play space, uh, and they're going to be starting on that very soon. The equipment is actually on site, and we have it graded for them, ready to go. So uh, we're looking at summer being able to reopen that playground and those pavilions. It's going to have the rubber flooring there. It is. Yes, it does have the. That's cool stuff. Uh, rubberized surface. It, it also has several uh, elements for for older kids, for you know preteen and teenagers. Uh, some obstacle course type elements and stuff. So we're excited about that playground. Uh, I think it's going to add to our already awesome inventory of playgrounds that we have throughout the city. Do, do you remember in the mid '90s where? cities all over the country had little workout areas you know places yeah. mm -hmm. to do pull-ups place to do sit up yep. all that stuff is that something the fitness that's coming trail back or, the fitness trail I've, I've heard some cities are actually building new versions of those you I, know they're just like a lot of park elements there's new opportunities for that type of thing um, i think that when people see that what we have this blue cross blue shield playground mm -hmm. there's going to be kind of a the, not kind of an adult fitness element but there's going to be opportunities for people to be able to move in unique ways but you know uh, I remember those that used to be at Old Fort Park. You remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. it. And uh, I, I don't remember when it was removed, but it, mm -hmm. it wasn't there too long. Yeah, it was removed that... right before Kids <clears throat> Castle was put into place. And then uh, we built okay. Pavilion Number 3 out there because that's where I used to hang out. That so was my go Pavilion 3 is what ruined it for the uh, exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and that equipment wasn't as uh, didn't fit the safety standards that we live up to in uh, 2021. 
uh, summer camp registration. When yeah. is the time to actually register? Now. now. So a lot of our camps are filling up. We have dozens and dozens of camps, and uh, we're excited about the offering that we have. So proud of our staff who work hard to come up with unique opportunities uh, for kids to get out, get active this summer. So again, it's one of those things. Uh, we didn't. We were only able to host uh, just a, a handful uh, of camps last year. So this year we're getting back into our full offering. We're doing everything we can to keep those safe, uh, but we are having those summer camps. People can go to Sportscom Patterson or our Barfield um, main office or administrative office and see what's still available. Any information that people hear today, though, I would go to MurfreesboroParks.com. That has the most up, you know, up-to-date information on anything that we have uh, from our projects, from our programs. You can go to the calendar. You can search in keywords. You can search kayaking, hiking. You can search softball. You know, anything that you could think of, you can search, and that'll have live, up-to-date uh, program information. And park the, the parks department, the uh, summer camps that are being offered, they have changed so much over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was a kid. You'd get dropped off at Cox Memorial Gym and you'd shoot hoops half the day and then go home. I mean, it wasn't... Right, right. Now it's organized play. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we do a great camp at Sportscom called Sports Camp. And so uh, kids come in in the mornings. Uh, and they do activities. They have a, play a different sport each day. Uh, and then after lunch, they go to the pool. So they spend the afternoon at the water park. Uh, and what a great way to spend the day in, in the summer as a kid. Uh, but, you know, those morning activities and just the kids getting together and that, that structured play or, or, or playing together. Kids don't play like we did when, when we were younger. You know, I, when I was a kid in the summertime, we went outside in the mornings, came back at lunch, and then was back outside until yeah. dark. Uh, and kids don't do that now. So uh, it's really f fun and, and good to see the kids come together and play like that. And really, uh, most of the kids that come to sports camp, they – parents say they sleep really good all week long <laughs> i bet yeah so do the counselors right, right. <laughs> thomas laird and nate williams with us this morning from the murfreesboro parks and rec department i had another question i totally forgot can, what it was can i though. go back to the fitness station yeah. thing that yeah. you're talking about i think what's being done now and if i can get more specific the 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 blue blue cross blue shield playground that we have we don't do just specific fitness areas you know we want people to get active but uh, one unique thing about this one is that we do have a specific uh, fitness area for you know uh, teenagers and young adults to be able to use those elements while their kids are on the playground so that's a really exciting opportunity and unique and kind of where that trend is moving that's pretty cool there you know there is so much that is offered in murfreesboro with the park system probably more so than a lot of other communities ourselves oh, absolutely we we're so uh, gracious for the things that, that we have here but uh, i don't think a lot of our citizens really know how great their their park systems are compared to other areas i mean i've gone to parks where parents are painting ball fields and uh, a lot of the work is being is not getting done or or being done in a rushed manner i mean if you drive through town some of our parks they're just beautiful well and when you look at other cities of two hundred thousand residents or less what do you see? I mean, how do you compare their, their park system with ours? I can say, like I said earlier in this, I think there was an implied focus that uh, our mayors leading back, uh, even before, you know, Richard Reeves, um, I think all the way up to Mayor McFarland uh, and the councils that came along with them had an implied focus into the, what the value of a park can bring to our community. So when you have, you know, 
uh, high paying job companies that are looking to relocate or, you know, different opportunities. One of the things that they look to is, is a park system. You know, what do the, the families have to do when they come outside of work? And I think that they recognize the value in that. And what's really awesome to see is that our, our council, our mayor, uh, they, they and their families use our park system as well. So we're fortunate they understand the benefit and what that brings to the, the community. They also understand uh, the value and preservation, you know, having property that we can use just to preserve and maintain green spaces as well. So if anybody wants to, let's say, register their child for a summer camp, if they want to learn more about anything going on in the parks, what do they need to do? I think the best way is go to our new uh, website that it's just constantly every day new information has been put on there but it's murfreesboroparks.com that is the go-to that is the place to go see uh, anything on from project updates to uh, calendars uh, and facility information as well that sounds good i, I uh, we're out of time we're gonna yeah, close fast. well thanks for having us yeah, yeah. we're gonna close with this parks and rec music oh perfect thank you <laughs>